I find some of the best humor in greeting cards. And so I frequently um, make my way to the aisles at Target or wherever I find them. And so I have a stash of favorites in this yellow tub in my closet, and I keep them on hand just for the right person or the occasion. And so I want to show you one that I haven't sent yet, and I love it. Now, I asked Connor to keep this up for a little bit because I think we tend to be like stick people when we hear Bible stories like the one that Allison just read from Acts. And like the tattoo comment in this greeting card, we have no place to put this story because it seems very unlikely that we in our times would hear the Holy Spirit like those people did at the church of Antioch. Let me read for you again verse 2. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Saul and Barnabas for the work which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. Now, I just want to clarify here, Saul is Paul, the Apostle Paul. His, the Saul name was a Jewish name. Paul was a Jew. And then as he enters into the Gentile world to share the message of Jesus, his name is changed to Paul, which is a Greek name. And so it's strange that Saul and Barnabas were not the only ones that heard that they were being called. The Holy Spirit spoke to the whole group. Did you hear that? So how does that work? Everyone heard it while they were worshiping God together. And so I wonder what it sounded like. Was it a voice like, I'm calling Saul and Barnabas? Was it a gut instinct that everyone felt? Did everyone hear the exact same thing? And then all of a sudden, they connect their hands, and they lay them upon Saul and Barnabas. Now, I'm not sure what you think about laying on of hands, but it seems a little Pentecostal, doesn't it? Again, take a look at the stick people. They don't even have hands. We don't even consider that, do we? We're like stick people again. Do we even think that we have the ability through our hands to extend God's blessing or a call to someone else. And so Paul and Barnabas head forth and they go to many places and we hear today about their time in Lystra, which is modern day Turkey. And I take it from the story that God didn't lay out a perfectly planned itinerary of what to do or what to expect, but they are obviously open and I think they remember the resurrection message that the angel had said, Jesus is not here. He will meet you on the way. So Paul and Barnabas are trusting that Jesus is indeed ahead of them in Lystra, and he will show up on the way. And so they go forth to many places, and we hear, again, I want to read you verses 8 and 9. In Lystra, there was a man sitting who could not use his feet and had never walked, for he had been crippled from birth. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. 
and Paul looking intently at him and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said in a loud voice, stand up right on your feet. And the man sprang up and began to walk. Now again, I become like a stick person because I think I could never do something like that, like heal somebody who has never been able to walk. But when you're a stick person, you only see in one dimension. Paul saw something more. Paul saw flesh and blood. Paul saw something in this man's twisted muscles and bones, and he saw something in his heart as this man listened so intently to what Paul and Barnabas were sharing about God. So Paul had the guts, pardon the pun, to enter the man's flesh and blood. And Paul trusted that God would do something, that he would uphold his promise. And we hear in the story that the man was healed. Now I have to say it again, uh, say it again. we tend to think of ourselves as stick people, limited in the way that God could be revealed through us, limited in the way that God could be made known through our words and actions and our bodies. But you know what? We're not stick people. We're flesh and blood. Feel it. We have hands and places on our flesh to be imprinted with tattoos and marks of all kinds. And if so, then this story in Acts is not just a cool story about how God was present long ago, but it actually tells us something about where we find God right now. And it tells us that we're actually called to participate in what God is up to in the world. You see, we find God in flesh and blood of people and creation and his Holy Spirit. His presence right now still speaks to whole communities. The Holy Spirit speaks to us as Mount Olivet. And just like Paul and Barnabas, we are being called to be a part of it in what we encounter every day. But I think we live as stick people instead of living in flesh and blood. And when we do, we claim life in its fleshy form. Everything then is different, and it's possible, but it's also messy. And when we live in flesh and blood, we can dare to trust that our laying of hands on someone can indeed impart God's power of love and presence and as we live in flesh and blood, maybe we can see what Paul saw. People who have a yearning to experience God, experience something that can touch them in their most untouchable situation. I have a couple of stories for you. I had a lot going on, probably too much, a couple weeks ago, and my mom knew it. So she called me and told me that she wanted to help. And I was totally in this, I can handle it mode, I am just fine mode. And I graciously told her, Mom, I have it covered. And so she called again, and then again. And after the fourth call, I heard in her voice something that I wasn't able to hear 
the first couple of times. She needed to be a mom to a daughter who was flesh and blood and not just a stick person. She needed to enter into the flesh and blood because she had skin in the game. She cared about me and she loved all of me. And once I stopped pretending that I had it all together, I realized too that I needed a mom in flesh and blood. And you know what? I know I receive God's love through her. I shared this text with the Faith Connect groups that I'm leading this spring, and I asked them to think about flesh and blood and how our hands can be the imparters of God's love. And beautiful stories came forth. There was one of how a friend who just recently did not pass her sight examination and now cannot drive. And so this person talked about, could it be that she could offer her friend a ride to where she wanted to go, and in doing so, be a part of extending God's love and helping her still feel independent? In that same story, we also talked about how that experience makes us realize that at some point, we all are going to lose our ability to be independent, and we will need someone else to take us to the places that we want and need to go. This is scary. Who will enter as flesh and blood for us then? Someone else talks about how she still makes her daughter's lunch every day. She has been and continues to be a part of feeding her daughter. And so she enters in flesh and blood as she makes sandwiches and cuts up fruit. And even as her daughter has become more independent, she's still able to enter in. And in a way, it's feeding her daughter. That's God's love. And you know what? We need to hear these stories from Acts, stories of how God entered into the lives of people after Jesus ascended into heaven, because it's still happening today. God sent his Holy Spirit to come to us and to guide us and to heal us. And where does God enter in? In flesh and blood. Just as Jesus, God came down in human form. The word became flesh, and it dwells among us. Yes, our hands are still being used to impart a call to be about God's work. And you have as much power as Paul to enter into flesh and blood and make known what God can do. Because it's not you. It's not me. It's God being revealed through us in flesh and blood. But we have a tendency to live as stick people, forgetting that we have hands and that God's spirit is heard through a community gathered around God's promise. Know today that you and me are called to participate in God's work. No work is better than another, and nothing is off limits. 
I invite you to open your eyes and trust that Jesus will meet you on the way. Look for people who have the faith to be healed and enter in with flesh and blood and know that God will show up because other people will do the same for you. There's a reason why Jesus says just before his death, as he ate with his disciples, take and eat. This is my body given for you. This is my blood shed for you. We need to go back and hear again how God's grace comes to us. God enters the fleshiness of this world and your life. This is where he will stay, and this is where he is always found. Amen. Please stand as we sing. <clears throat>